Gene Irwin's podcast 1-4B. How people 40 plus navigate and scale their business idea. Hello, I'm Roger, the marketing manager for 3DBLM. This is a focused podcast 1-4B from Gene Irwin, entitled, How People 40 Plus Navigate and Scale Their Business Idea. Before I get to the details of what this podcast will cover, I've been instructed to provide you with two powerful links, which will give you access to documentation to facilitate and grow your potential business ideas. A. Download a free copy of Gene Irwin's Roadmap and Flowchart from 3D Business Launch Model, which gives you specific recommendations of how to progressively discover, create and scale your business options. Here are the instructions, which will be repeated at the end of the podcast. Location, https colon slash slash bit dot ly forward slash 3kze9h5. Note, in this instance the bit dot ly is in all lowercase letters, while the 3kze9h5 are all in uppercase letters. Next. B. Download a simple business plan starter, recommended by Gene Irwin, and provided by Forbes, available here. Location, https slash slash bit.ly forward slash 3kd9iw. Note, be sure to write it this way. As before, bitdotly is in all lowercase letters, with the 3ku in uppercase, b in lowercase, 9i in uppercase, and w in lowercase. We are now at the point of these podcasts, where you have an understanding of our approach to helping people who are 40 plus discover, create, develop and grow their own business. I'm here to introduce to you the genius behind the breakthrough idea that anyone over 40 plus can succeed in starting a new business. As focused and extremely skilled men and women, you have experiences and resources and are now ready to prove that you have the talent, fortitude and drive to create your own profitable business. You just want just a little more direction and coaching in your growth trajectory to help get you from where you are now into a successful business you can discover, create and grow. It is my distinct honor to introduce to you someone who has been through the challenges of creating businesses through his 40s, 50s and 60s. He is your advocate in finding, creating and developing your own business. He has created over $250 million for others, financially evaluated over 3,000 small businesses for acquisition, and assisted three companies to go public through the IPO process. He is Gene Irwin, a real engineer with chemical engineering, mechanical engineering and even nuclear engineering credentials and he knows how to help you succeed in business. He recently created the 3D Business Launch Model, which helps people throughout the world with unique strategies which propel them to success through his detailed courses, online video library, and what is very unusual in this industry, direct mentoring and personal coaching at a very high level. In this focused podcast 1-4B from Gene Irwin, entitled, How People 40 Plus Navigate and Scale Their Business Idea, you will learn how to understand and apply. One. Learn new concepts in business creation. 2. Discover barriers to market entry. 3. Who are your first competitors? 4. What's holding you back? 5. What is O? P. O? Did you know that the average age for starting a successful business is over 40 years old? That doesn't mean if you are younger that you can't succeed. We will help you regardless of your background, education, skill and age. But it is an interesting fact that an MIT study discovered most new business creators were over 40. In either case, we're going to talk to you right now. My friend, as you are listening to this here you will meet a man who will give you concepts that are sound and support that is real. I'm truly excited to introduce him to you. Please meet Gene Irwin. Thanks Roger. 
Hello, this is Gene Irwin, creator of the 3D Business Launch Model, and this companion podcast program helps people 40 plus navigate and scale their business idea. Today we're going to talk about podcast 14B, how people 40 plus navigate and scale their business idea. Before we do that, Roger has given you instructions to download free copies of Gene Irwin's Roadmap and Flowchart from the 3D Business Launch Model, located at https colon forward slash forward slash bit.ly which is bit.ly forward slash three large cap k large cap z large cap e nine cap h five make sure you download that we'll give that information to you again later in the program these are specific plans and ideas which will take the guesswork out of what to do next but to concentrate on sequentially to begin to grow and scale your new business idea. Roger will give you the reference information again later at the end of this podcast. Today in this podcast 1-4B, we're going to talk about the following components. Number one, what are your barriers to market entry? Number two, exactly who are your competitors? Listen for my next Gene Irwin's podcast 1-5, which will cover the following topics. What are your competitive advantages? And number two, what are your skills? I've created several videos which address each of these topics. You can find them on my YouTube channel at 3D Business Launch Model. So here we go. What are your barriers to market entry? What is the process known as the barriers to market entry? What is that? In addition to the challenges that you have in discovering, creating, and developing a business, there are external factors that impact how you approach the overall challenge of starting a business. Oh joy, you might say. You will discover in most likely a daily fashion that there are a tremendous number of issues that tend to slow the progress and intent of forming a business, but we'll get through them together. Be sure to take advantage of the downloads referenced by Roger at the beginning of this podcast. The first one is a roadmap I created for all business owners starting a new division or a new business. It addresses the vast majority of issues that you're most likely to encounter in your first 90 days. The secret to creating a successful business is moving from the fire extinguisher phase of being reactive to problems and putting out fires, then finally graduating into the proactive stages of projecting your company and its products into the market without hindrance from outside forces other than normal competition. Competition, now that's a wonderful word for you. This world was created on the principle that everything has opposition. Nature has shown us that newborn animals really expose plant life and just life in general is a struggle from day one. But it's meant to be that way to ensure that the strongest survive the harsh realities of life. And I might say the harsh realities of starting and running your own business. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Some of you may know that trying to help a baby bird of just about any species break out of its shell prematurely will almost always cause its demise. Why? The birthing process of animals and birds is designed to strengthen them immediately upon leaving the safety of eggshells or their mother's wombs. Physical strength is paramount in the animal kingdom. Nature has even helped some species of birds and reptiles by giving them a hard egg tooth at the end of their snout or beak to break into this world. That's the real meaning of opposition in all things. You might have to fight your way through this life until you grasp how to do things. You didn't learn how to ride a bike in the first minute. I didn't learn how to fly up to nearly 18,000 feet without an engine the first month I started hang gliding. 
Discovering, creating, and scaling a business is no different. You have to grit your teeth and just plow your way through the initial pains of growing a business. The secret is, with me as your private mentor, I'm going to show you where and how to make this phase of your business less painful and more productive. Let's talk about some general facts about business startups and launches. The fact is, the business starts in the mind of the creator long before anyone outside of your family is aware of your planning stages. The main challenges at this stage of creating your business is to avoid the overwhelm, attitude, and paralysis that comes with it. Many new entrepreneurs get so bogged down with minutiae that he or she can't see beyond the mountains of paperwork and so-called good advice from others. They never get out of the proverbial eggshell of data thrown at them. To avoid that, in your instance, let's help you focus. Take a deep breath. Maybe take two deep breaths. Now let's get your egg tooth hat on. Do you remember that I had you go through a few hours of solitude so that you could discover and digest the 10 best business ideas and 8 best types of work you want to do? That exercise was on purpose. It was meant to give you a distraction-free environment, hoping you would get in touch with that inner sense of wonderment with the possibilities of exploring and creating your own business. Let me share with you the process from my unusual perspective and preparation so that you can catch a glimpse of what I'm talking about. Creating your own self-sustaining business is an incredible feeling, especially when you can support yourself, your family, clients, customers, and eventually other families and employees who join your venture. But pump the brakes for a minute. I want you to come with me and experience for a moment what that process feels like in advance of its actual existence. Some podcast episode ago, I mentioned that I'm a professional hang glider pilot. Even writing those words down comes with the emotions of excitement, caution, fear, and preparation. Almost as bad as preparing for a conference talk in front of hundreds of experts in my field of endeavor. So hang in there with me, pun intended, for a few minutes and indulge in the feelings that come along with the comments of expectation and preparation, whether it's a new business or flying off a new cliff for the first time. To be sure, I'm an extremely cautious pilot, but not to the extent that I'm petrified as I prepare to launch myself into the wild blue or gray sky. I take tremendous pride in preventing catastrophe and injury to the extent that I can, based on reading, study, and practice in my avocation. You may be aware that both new private pilots in training and vastly experienced commercial and military pilots all use checklists before takeoff and landing. Why? Because flying is a very unforgiving environment, just as space and under the oceans. A checklist is designed to give us reassurance that we're covering the critical elements of the aircraft on ourselves and that equipment and pilot are mentally and physically prepared to fly. Gravity is always going to hold you down. Friction and drag are always going to resist your efforts. Things in the air, other aircraft, birds, bugs in the wind will always be a danger. Yet. Pilots still insist upon pushing the throttle full up for that takeoff roll, or the button to launch the spacecraft, or the courage to throw themselves off of a steep cliff that is thousands of feet straight down. Commercial aircraft, military aircraft, and general aviation all use engines that pushes or pulls them into the air. Hang glider pilots use gravity to gain speed to fly, then use thermals to gain altitude repeatedly while gravity constantly pulls us back to Earth. Like creating a new business that has dozens of things that can go wrong with its evolution, every flight in a hang glider is fraught with danger. The equipment consists of just wires, nylon fabric, and a few tubes of aluminum, 
all working together to form an airfoil shaped with incredible strength once it's set up correctly. But, as a bolt, forget a wire connection. Overlap a batten with the wrong tightening, and the pilot is in for an unforgiving hazardous ride with life-threatening consequences. A do-over safety device would be nice, don't you think? Perhaps all new businesses would like one. Some type of safety net when we screw up. But sometimes entrepreneurs have to mitigate risk in the old-fashioned and the new-fashioned way. Use mentors, especially those with decades of experience in business formation and growth. Hangglider pilots have a do-over. All hangglider pilots, except during low-altitude training, wear safety gear which includes a mandatory parachute. There again, we trust in the presence of gravity and the opposite force of the wind trapped in the folds of the parachute to reasonably and gently return us to Earth after making a mistake or suffering an aircraft collapse. While in the air, there's no possibility of calling a timeout, so you can't just pull over to the nearest cloud and correct your mistakes from setting up like you would on a flat tire on a freeway. Want to know some numbers? My checklist for flying has more than 58 steps before I launch, 27 steps before I commit to fly, 9 steps while flying, 7 steps before landing for a total of over 100 critical items. If I make a crucial mistake, and it happens, then I have one last chance to recover from that by, you guessed it, a 6-step checklist to perform a final emergency parachute deployment. We have a similar checklist for creating a new business. That's what I'm sending to you today is a very solid roadmap. A checklist to help you clear out the barriers to market entry. Some of these are legal issues, business setup, complications that arise usually because you're dealing with other people, and possible product or service liability. Still want to create a new business? It's not for the faint of heart, but correctly done, it's almost as spectacular as flying silently with no engine noise, remember? At 14,000 feet above the ground with nothing but the wind, clouds, and other birds nearby and nothing between you and the ground. It's truly an unbelievable experience. Back to the experience of creating your business. By understanding some of the very real issues which are barriers to market entry. By thinking and planning in reverse, one of your tasks as you build your business idea is to create something which can't easily be duplicated or surpassed. Even if competition throws a lot of development hours, money and people at the challenge are catching up to you. That's why you take advantage of the copyright and patent laws in a country in which you live you also take precautions when creating everything you're doing, who you hire, how much information you release, and how you take advantage of NDAs or what is known as non-disclosure agreements to protect your business, concepts, products, and services from being stolen by others. And they will. Very important you understand these things. Please review the videos contained in my YouTube channel for the 3D Business Launch Model by Gene Irwin and review each of these topics covered in this podcast, which are what are your barriers to market entry and exactly who are your competitors. This is podcast 1-4B, part 2. You will find them all listed under 3D BLM mini steps of 10 different very brief videos, which will add to your understanding. The essential summary here for this portion of the podcast is for you to understand that there are many naturally occurring hurdles or barriers of entry to the market of the business in which you wish to develop. Some are real, some are not. Some are legal and some others are just nice to consider. Then with your projections and foresight hat on, you want to create barriers to make it difficult for anyone else to compete with you legally or illegally. Them, not you. 
by stopping copycat products and services and wrapping your business products and services in a nearly indestructible shell of protection using copyright, patent, and good legal protection. Now let's find out who you're competing with. Number two, exactly who are your competitors? Well, that's a good question. Who are your competitors? The biggest competitors in the inception of your business are listed in the following order. Your biggest competitor, your biggest competitor is you, followed by your spouse if you're married, then your family, then your friends, then your business co-workers, then your experiences, your history, education, finances, perceived and preconceived ideas, and the biggest competitor of all is FUD, F-U-D, which are fears, uncertainty, and doubt. And finally, the last competitor is time. We'll address them one at a time. The biggest challenge that we all face in creating something new is gonna be you. You are the biggest threat to getting your business in place. There are many reasons why, but perhaps the most prevalent is that you're a little scared inside. Okay, a lot of scared. Why? Because of OPO. OPO. In fact, most people are very concerned about OPO or other people's opinions. It is as if we can't do anything for ourselves without someone telling us exactly what to do, where to go and how to get there. It is all because of one stupid word in the English dictionary a few years ago. You hear it spoken out loud and read it in nearly every magazine and news article and papers, etc. I think it's someone holding you back until they think you are ready to do something of value. Here's the word. The word is empower. It is as if we can't think, act, accomplish, or do anything in this life unless someone else permits us to succeed. Or they issue that stamp of approval that says we are empowered to do this, that, or the other. Empowerment is defined as the knowledge, confidence, means, or ability to do things or make decisions for oneself, usually followed by enable. There you go. Two horrible words in the English language, empowerment and enablement. What was happening to that person before they invented and duplicated this absurd word and concept all over the world? Does this mean you can't be successful at anything until someone permits you to do so? Thus, once you have that confirmation from others, you are therefore enabled? Good thing someone was around to enable you. Okay, then I hereby permit you to become successful. Feel better? I thought so. Now let's go conquer the other issues in this podcast. Just just don't get me started on the idiotic idea that you can't succeed unless someone gives you permission by empowering or enabling you or says, now you can. It's just dumb. The second challenge or competitor in your new fledgling business success is the one you committed to some time ago, and one who always would stand by you. No, not your dog, cat, or horse, or some other support animal, but your spouse, if you have one. Your spouse has tremendous influence over you, mostly for your own good. But sometimes, when we think about the great inventions and challenges which were met by adventurous men and women, their spouses either supported their harebrained idea or they didn't. Spouses can cause us to be cautious in what we do, or in very few cases, are just as risk-taking as you are, but not very often. Some spouses lead the way when it comes to trying new things. However, if you're married to someone who is in a very secure job or future, you most likely will hear and face some type of resistance from the very beginning, even during the embryonic phase of thinking about having your own business. What? Aren't all spouses supportive of their own entrepreneur husband or wife who 
wants to conquer the world with her idea, invention, service, or concept? In a word, no. If your spouse or significant other is in the following types of jobs for more than three years, they will resist any attempt to pry them loose with your creative thinking. Number one, any government job, i.e. the business derives its revenue from a tax base. Think school teacher, bus driver, city worker, a state employee of any type, including GS, government servants, or civil servants. They have no clue how cash flow is generated by the business because there is no cash flow in the business they work in. It's all about the budget. Almost all meetings discuss that ever-present budget cuts and budget constraints. Everything in that type of employment centers around what next year's budget release will entail, including job hiring, wage freezes, etc. Number two, armed services are government jobs without any submission by the employees for budget constraints. There is a budget analysis by other civil servants, but not the direct chain of command. People who are in the process of exercising orders and commitments from civilian leaders. Those who defend our freedoms are not concerned about the budget. Number three, people who work for nonprofit organizations are very similar to those who work in a government supported job. It's a very bland work, supported by few opportunities for advancement, but some people derive their self-worth by using the association with their so-called colleagues, usually found in school teachers' lingo and college co-workers. Again, none of these people produce products or services which are sold to consumers or customers who must be provided with service and support. As such, they have no concept of revenue generation, cost of goods sold, net income, and a host of related financial terms critical to business success. If you come from that environment, you will have to learn a great deal about competition and product development and support before you're becoming very successful in your own business. How do I know about these types of businesses? Well, when you spend six years in post-secondary education and collegiate learning, you discover and learn about all the challenges which academics face. My brother was a longtime professor, in fact, a world-leading scientist in the area of zoology for over 30 years. He is a very bright person who has published dozens of articles about related and current animal and environmental topics worldwide. His constant efforts, including securing budgets and grants from various companies and governmental agencies to fund his group of engineers, like me, who were dedicated to hydrology and chemical engineering, as well as other experts in various fields. The thought of developing a budget and hunting for grant money every year would be career-limiting for most of us. In my youth, I worked for the Department of Agriculture in the U.S. Forest Service, fighting fires and planting trees in my home state of Montana. There I learned about the income scale of the GS or general service or civil service person. I was at a GS1 step one level as a firefighter. Now don't laugh, but my income was $1.60 per hour. If I was on an active fire, my hazard duty pay would increase my pay by 50%, wait for it, to $2.40 an hour. Man, I was making nearly $20 a day fighting dangerous fires. I thought I was making a great income at the time. In 2023, the general service income for the same level at GS1 Step 1 is now $9.67 per hour, or $77.26 per day, considerably more than the amount that I earned not fighting fire. When I was a nuclear engineering scientist, I was well aware of the budget cycle that plagues the efforts to accelerate research certain criteria to its completion. Working in a nonprofit environment is, in my case, extremely boring and not conducive to personal expertise growth. So, I left the nuclear engineer world to begin my own consulting business over 45 years ago. 
and today my hourly income is more than 200 times that of my youth. The GS scale I mentioned in 2023 is capped at 50 times my youth income, or about $80 an hour. I'm going to group the following competitors in one generalized section of comments. These include the following. These competitors include your friends, your business co-workers, your experiences, your history, education, finances, and preconceived ideas. Your friends and co-workers have trouble with your ideas and business plans to succeed because if you're successful, and I certainly hope you will be, they will have to change to still be part of your life. If you fail, they will be there to either help you pick up those pieces or tell you I told you so, those last types of friends you don't want and don't need in your life. But that's just my opinion. Most, if not all, great successful people were at the same time great failures in Major League Baseball. At the time, Babe Ruth was the home run king, and he also was the strikeout king. They go hand in hand. People who make great strides in history did so after repeated failures. Most never go from obscurity to overnight success. Most overnight success stories take five or more years to write. Your experience has got you to where you are right now. You will have to do one of two things to get to where you want to go. The long road is to begin learning what you need to learn by yourself, hoping that the courses, books, in-class assignments, and conferences have the necessary tools you'll need for exactly what it is you want to do. And don't hold your breath. Anytime that you take one of those paths, it's usually where they want to take you, not necessarily where you want to go. Why is it? Well, it's pretty simple. Their goal is to sell you more stuff at their end, get you to buy more into their time, their educational process, in hopes you'll continue taking education more years, two, three, and four with them. I don't have time to give you three or four years. Neither do you. By that length of time, your envisioned opportunity will have long since moved on. Your opportunity to grab success in your chosen venture is now, not 18 months from now. The next few months that it takes to gather the steam, energy, and foresight into your new business is a critical time for learning and doing. Don't waste it by continually searching for the right approach, the right product, or the right team. I call it the paralysis by analysis syndrome. All entrepreneurs have been there at one point or another. The secret is to keep moving forward. Do it now. Don't stagnate in your ideas. Now we come to the biggest reasons for your competition, H and I, which is FUD and time. Both of these challenges are very simple to understand, but in reality can be difficult for some people to overcome. But with my direct help, you can deal with them one at a time and move forward and toward your personal and financial objectives and your own developed business. Here we go with the first personal challenge. FUD equals fears, uncertainty, and doubt. Someone a lot smarter than me said that fear is usually viewing or looking at false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. Sometimes the things we fear most never come to pass. That is often most true in our greatest fears during a crisis. We take little steps to avoid or mitigate a bad outcome. Same approach here. We want to help you succeed in your own business. We've been there where you are now many times. Over the past 40 years, as you most likely already know, I've created engineering and science careers, evaluated over 3,500 businesses for acquisition, and generated over $275 million in sales and contracts. Those numbers simply mean I've seen and been where you are now dozens of times in all types of businesses, large and small, complex and simple. The goal here is to compress the one asset you can't buy more of no matter how much funding you have in place. And that asset, of course, is time. 
The best way to compress the time between now and the time you're fully self-sufficient in your own business is to allow me to assist you in your inception and growth process until you can fly on your own. Birds do it. Bees do it. Hang glider pilots do it. So can you, eventually. How soon depends upon entirely how fast you can absorb what you need to learn and know and how willing you are to trust your advisors. As one of your advisors, it's important to know that I'm not in a popularity contest, nor am I trying to win either your approval or your vote for most likely succeed. I've already been there many times. What I'm trying to win is your commitment to your own success. What is success? A friend of mine defines success as the progressive realization of predetermined personal worthwhile goals. It's a process, not an event. You enjoy the success of overcoming challenges along the way. At some point, you reach certain milestones and set new ones. That's called progress. You compress the asset of time by jumping on the train to your destination with others who have already gone the route you wish to take. But you're missing one major critical ingredient. You're missing a roadmap. Not just any roadmap, but the one that'll take you from where you are now to where you want to go. That's, perhaps it's a magic carpet ride. But you can't buy this map. Nobody knows exactly what it looks like until you fill out the key destinations and directions you want to go. How do you do that? By using an extremely well-conceived checklist we discussed earlier in this podcast. Perhaps the best part? It's entirely free. You can find it here as well as some other concepts that will be sent to you free worldwide. Here's where you find your checklist which will build you the roadmap to your success. It's https colon forward slash forward slash bit.ly forward slash three and all the letters are going to be capitalized 3KZE9H5. But I also want to send you a very easy to use business plan template courtesy of Forbes. Be sure to download it here. It's a little different. It's https colon forward slash forward slash bit.ly forward slash three capital KU little d nine capital I little w. Again, we're going to have Roger repeat this information to you at the end of this podcast. I realize that this has been a long discussion, but friend, you have to realize that either I'm someone who can help you reach your destination objectives quickly, or perhaps you're on the wrong train. I only want to attract people who are serious about their future for themselves and their families. If you're not willing to take the free advice and concepts first to understand the foundation of Kenny's success, perhaps I'm not the right coach or mentor for you. The next series of podcasts will discuss how to take your checklist and build out the roadmap to the destination of your choice. I'll help you get there as fast and successfully as you want to go. It's your map. It's your goals. Let's make sure it's what you want to do and you have a viable plan that most likely is going to work. This is Gene Irwin, founder of the 3D Business Launch Model and the podcast associated with it, how people 40 plus navigate and scale their business ideas. The next podcast, one through five, will discuss the topics of competitive advantages and go over some of the skills necessary to compete in today's complex world. I'll give you some more references from the 3D Business Launch Model YouTube channel to see and hear these concepts at your convenience. Again, Gene Irwin, you have a great day. Bye for now. Hello, I'm Roger, the Marketing Manager for 3DBLM. This is a focused podcast 1-4B from Gene Irwin, entitled, how people 40 plus navigate and scale their business idea. Before I get to the details of what this podcast will cover, I've been instructed to provide you with two powerful links, which will give you access to documentation to facilitate and grow your potential business ideas. A. Download a free copy of Gene Irwin's Roadmap and Flowchart from 3D Business Launch Model, 
which gives you specific recommendations of how to progressively discover, create and scale your business options. Here are the instructions, which will be repeated at the end of the podcast. Location, https colon slash slash bit.ly forward slash 3kze9h5. Note, in this instance the bit.dotly is in all lowercase letters, while the 3kze9h5 are all in uppercase letters. Next. B. Download a simple business plan starter, recommended by Gene Irwin, and provided by Forbes, available here. Location, https slash slash bit.ly forward slash 3kd9iw. Note, be sure to write it this way. As before, bitdotly is in all lowercase letters, with the 3ku in uppercase, b in lowercase, 9i in uppercase, and w in lowercase. Hello, this is Jessica of Gene Irwin's podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We want to make them even more useful to you by your leaving a brief review telling us what you want to hear. Please leave a review of this podcast and tell us three things. 1. What did you like? 2. What you didn't like? 3. What would you like to hear more about? Thanks for taking the time to give us your review. This is Jessica, the Communications Director for 3dblm.com.